have a little review, because it's not going to be a very long sermon today, so we've got to really concentrate on what I'm saying. Aiden's up here. He's my official Bible carrier. A round of applause for the Bible carrier, please. Me and Aiden are like this. We go for, we go for ice cream at Graders, don't we? We're going soon, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Okay, so, so what are the five... I know some of the women in the room are going to tell me about the sixth sense, but what are the five universally recognized senses? First one. Second. Eyes, seeing. Yeah. Yeah, that one there. Say again. Hearing. I thought I couldn't hear what you were saying. I'm thinking. Hearing. Hearing, so we got, we got seeing, we got hearing, we've got, say again, taste, so we've got seeing, hearing, tasting, right there, touch, and what's the fifth one, yeah, smell, thank you, I don't, I, I don't take that as an offense, but that's very nice of you, thank you, so we've got, we've got seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, and smelling. And obviously the game today was all about the gift or the sense of smell. Now, smell as a, as a sense is a very, very interesting sense out of the five senses because the scientists tell us that of all of the five senses, smell takes us deep into our brain and reminds us of things that we did in the past or experienced in the past or maybe had happened to us in the past. Probably above all of the other senses, smell is connected to memory more than anything else. I'll give you an example. This morning, I was in the bathroom and we had cleaned the bathroom with Fabuloso. Now, Fabuloso, that purple thing, has a particular smell. And when we first came to America, the first smell that we smelt in the bathroom in our house, which somebody from the church had come over to clean for us, was cleaned with Fabuloso. And so it reminded me of my first days in America and all the excitement of that. So that was the first thing. I, I, I found myself immediately back to those first days where I was all excited. Then, at the end of the time I was in the, in, the, in the bathroom, I put on my sunscreen because my dermatologist, who's not here today, tells me I have to wear it because, you know, my skin's sensitive and I'm very kind of, you know, fair-skinned and blah, blah, blah. And he said, make sure you wear sunscreen that's 50 SPF. So, the sunscreen that I remember the most from being a kid is sunscreen from England called Sultan. And it reminds me of going on vacation. And I put it on my face this morning and I was immediately back on vacation. I didn't know which vacation, I didn't know where the vacation was, but I just had that feeling. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about here? You, you get these feelings, don't you, that are associated with smells and sometimes it's a bad thing. I was reading a book by a, 
by a psychologist, and he said, one young man in a class started acting out, even though he was normally a good kid, started acting out, and they couldn't work out why he was acting out, and then they realized that the teacher was wearing the same cologne as the person who had mistreated him years before, and it made him want to react. Fascinating, isn't it? Well, the story today, the story today that Aidan has been holding for me, thank you very much, Aidan, is a story of, um, oh, Joe, I've got your check here, mate. I forgot about that. <laughs> I kept it in my Bible. And uh, it's for $59 for all those things that you bought for my house. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thanks welcome. very much. Yeah. Um, so uh, that wasn't planned, but it was in my Bible, so I thought I'd better give it to him now because I keep forgetting about it. Um, so, in the message version of the Bible, it says this in uh, John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus entered Bethany, where Lazarus, so recently raised from the dead, was living. Lazarus and his sisters invited Jesus to dinner at their home. Martha served. Lazarus was one of those sitting at the table with them. Mary came in with a jar of expensive aromatic oils, anointed and massaged Jesus' feet, and then wiped them with her hair. The fragrance of the oils filled the house. Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, even then getting ready to betray him, said, why wasn't this oil sold and the money given to the poor? It would have easily brought 300 silver pieces. He said this not because he cared two cents about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of their common funds, but also embezzled them. Jesus said, let her alone. She's anticipating and honoring the day of my burial. You'll always have me, you'll always have the poor with you, but you won't always have me. Thank you, Aidan. That's very kind of you. So, Mary comes in, she's just seen her brother raised from the dead, and she wants, to, she wants to show an act of devotion and love to Jesus. And so she goes and finds the most valuable thing in her possessions. It was probably given to her by her late parents. Her parents are no longer on the scene. They've obviously uh, gone to be with the Lord. Her parents probably gave her this perfume for the day of her wedding, or maybe in preparation for her wedding, as something called a dowry, which was a very expensive gift that she was able to give to her prospective husband. The oil, or the perfume, that she used was called nard. Today it's called spike nard. It comes from the same place in northern India, and it's the most valuable oil in the world. One bottle today costs $10,000. $10,000. And it says in the other accounts of this story that it came in an alabaster flask which Mary broke so that it would never be able to be returned to the container again. This was a one-time act of incredible devotion. She wanted to show Jesus how much she loved him. And it was in this act 
of love and devotion that she showed it. And some people were really upset about it. Judas, who wanted some action, really didn't want it to be wasted in this way, in his opinion. Others, of course, were overcome by the incredible fragrance that filled the whole house. Paul, later on, writing in the New Testament in a book called 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 17, says, our lives are like a fragrance to God. Our lives are like a cologne, a perfume. And he says, he says that, that fragrance, that perfume, is a perfume of victory to some and death to others. I've got two pictures. Uh, I don't know which one's going to come first. Whichever one you want. So there is the familiar Olympic torch. Now the Olympic torch was, of course, something that was held by a competitor running through the streets of the cities, gathering people to the ancient games in Athens at the at the at, the, at the, the seat of Mount Olympus. And then, as it's been extended around the world, we have that torch being carried around the world. But when it gets to the location where the games are, the torch lights this great bowl. Now, that bowl is a reference to something that happened all the way through history whenever there was a great victory that was won. There would be bowls of spices and incense all around the city and they would go with torches and they would light those bowls that were huge and they would fill the city with the fragrance of victory. Jesus the next day would go to Jerusalem. He would be still fragrant with this incredible perfume that covered his whole body. And when he went to Jerusalem, the crowds, as they clamored to get close to him, would pick up the fragrance of a victorious king entering the city of Jerusalem. But for others, and this is what, something that Paul says, he says, for others, the fragrance is not of victory but of death. Because, of course, in a war there's going to be some people who lose out. And so that same fragrance of victory is a fragrance of death. There's an interesting uh, smell of death. It's called the corpse plant. Look at that thing. I think they're about, I think they're about 10 feet tall. They, they last just a few days and they give off the most terrible odor. And apparently, it attracts a particular kind of insect that likes dead things. And it pollinates it and then goes... And it's like there just for a few days. And it's this corpse plant. It's the smell of death. Jesus, as he enters Jerusalem, has the fragrance of Mary's perfume. And for many, it's the fragrance of victory. The king has come. Hosanna, we say. But for others who were aggravated by Jesus, who, who felt intimidated by Jesus, who, who thought that Jesus somehow was coming to supplant them, it was a fragrance of death. And, and that fragrance of death, of course, led to their plot to kill Jesus. Well, this is a story that Jesus said should be recorded in every record of the good news. 
So what is it that God is saying to us? If Jesus says that this event should always be told wherever the gospel is preached. I think this is what the Lord is saying. He's saying he wants our lives to go deeper in devotion for him and then the influence of our life will go further in the world. There's a deeper devotion that God is always calling us to. There's always a deeper place within us. Now, there's some great things happening in Apex. Isn't it wonderful how diverse and glorious it is with the young and the old and all of the different cultures and backgrounds? Don't you love it? It's like, it's like, a, it's like a foretaste of heaven where every tribe, tongue, and nation will gather around the throne of the king. It's just wonderful, isn't it? I love it. I love it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. This whole replanting of Apex is built upon something that happens Monday, well actually Sunday through Friday every day in the morning. It's built on a time of daily prayer. When I invite anybody who wants to join me, either online or in person here in church or on a Zoom call, you can look for it on the website, and they come and join me and pretty much for four years now, every day we've gathered to pray. And we've been asking the Lord to take us deeper in our prayer so that we can encounter him more significantly. And as we do that, the Lord has begun to change and reorder the life of Apex according to the heart of kindness that he has towards us that turns us toward him. Repentance comes from God's kindness. And as we meet him in prayer, he reveals himself to us every day. And sometimes there are three or four people, and sometimes there are 20 people. Now, someone said to me, well, why can't we pray at other times? Because I can't get there at 8.30. And I said, well, I, I understand that. Maybe you can get there just every so often. But as I thought about it, and I talked to the Lord about it, he said, why don't you make a time when people can just visit a time of prayer? And I remembered what it was that they do in Uganda where they have a period of time where people can just come in and visit and they call it flow prayer. So on a Tuesday evening from 6.30 to 8 o'clock, anyone can come in and we have worship. There's music being played usually by musicians every week and there's maybe 20 or 30 people in the building and they're entering into a deeper time of worship and what I've noticed is that the things that God wants to do in Apex have been increasing now you might say well you can't really make a connection between those two things but that's because you're cynical and I'm not <laughs> now I've got a friend in the uh, in the congregation who used to be a member of Apex way back and then she was called to work in another church and she's a chaplain in one of the hospices around here and I said to her Doris you're such a great example of someone who comes to flow prayer and daily prayer why don't you come and tell us what it is that you get out of it so Doris would you come up this is Doris round of applause for Doris please <clears throat> so Doris 
if I can hand you this microphone, and let me tell you, the trust that I'm extending to you by giving you the microphone is very significant. <laughs> if I can just ask you, just tell us, what is it that's most important to you about this time, maybe on a Tuesday night? What is it that's happening on a Tuesday night that you think is important? Well, <coughs> you need to put the microphone near your mouth. I've that got way. several things, and I made a note. Um, first is, it's an opportunity to show our love for Jesus. When you love somebody, you want to do something extra uh, special. So we come on Tuesday night as an extra <laughs> sacrifice, an extra demonstration of our love for Jesus. And the second thing is that we uh, come to get to know him a little better. You know, the people that you know the best are people that you spend the most time with. So it's um, an opportunity just to spend more time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the third one that I have, it's an opportunity to be with others who want to deepen their relationship with Jesus, and we can encourage one another. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, an opportunity to partner with God uh, as we pray for his will to be done, especially as it pertains to his lost children coming home. Amen. Uh, we spend a lot of time praying for salvation and praying for the prodigals to come home. You may have prodigals or unsaved people in your family. Tuesday night is an excellent time to come to pray for family and for neighbors and people that are on your job, people that you know. Mm -hmm that need Jesus. Mm. And um, let's see, it, it's an opportunity to respond to the Lord's invitation. Jesus is always saying, come. He always wants us to be praying. He always wants us to come. And uh, in the words of Pastor Mike, we come to join in the conversation of heaven. Amen. Imagine that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Marvelous. Thank you. Round of applause for Doris. Isn't she awesome? We love her. There you go. All the way down there. That's great. Okay, so what is God saying to us and what are we going to do about it? What God is saying to us is he's calling us to go deeper with him. Don't you love these guys down here? He's calling us to go deeper with him. And as we go deeper with him, our influence will go further for him. Yeah? yeah? Deeper, further. Nudge your neighbor and say, deeper, further. Deeper, further. Say it again. One more time, louder. Deeper, further. Awesome. Okay. Devon, I'm hoping he's in the room still. He's going to come back, and so's the team. And uh, me and Aiden are going to go and have a chat off the stage and talk about Greater's ice cream. Is that all right, Great? Is that all right, Aiden? Okay, cool. That's great. No, you're never. Thing. Um, we also come on Tuesday nights to have to be prayed for. 
so that if there's anybody who's sick or needing employment or having grief that you're needing prayer, that the Lord will comfort you. Uh, it's a time to come and have your needs prayed for. We've had people that we prayed for uh, who were sick, who needed employment or comfort. We've seen God move mightily in those situations. So it's an opportunity to have your needs Thank met. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. That's great. Okay. I, don't need to, I don't need to push it any further than this. What is God saying? Let's go deeper. What are you going to do about it? Well, go deeper and maybe come on Tuesday and go deeper. You only have to come for like 15, 20 minutes. It's fine. Yeah? Everybody good? Let's sing again.